Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello, hello. Hello, Nicole. You're so echoey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hopefully that will change. I am all moved in to my new apartment. We did that on Sunday, which is why we're recording well later this week. That said, I don't know where my tacks are, so I couldn't hang my blankets up on the walls to dampen the sound. <laughs> so we get echoey sound this week. Yeah. Sorry, friend. Could be worse. <laughs> How are you, Em? I ate too much pasta. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Minus the sick feeling. But yeah. better sick from pasta than from actually being sick. So speaking of being sick, uh, I am technically on quarantine until tomorrow. Um, I did have a COVID exposure and was tested yesterday, came back negative, and I will be tested again tomorrow. So hopefully that too comes back negative. As pissed off as I was, I do get the luxury of working from home tomorrow. So I took PTO today. Um, one, because I didn't have a laptop. Our My work is kind of in a laptop crisis <laughs> at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. We're working on that though. But I had to take PTO today or opted to take PTO today. And then one of my coworkers just dropped off my laptop. So I can't work from home tomorrow. So that's cool. (laughs) Speaking of your work, congratulations on your raise. That is exciting. My manager texted me today and she was like, hey, I need help again on Saturday. And I didn't read the rest of it. I'm like, I'll answer that later. (laughs) Yes. I am not looking at that right now. No. (laughs) So she was like, I need help again on Saturday if I cover your opening shift on Friday will you work Saturday one to close? I'm like, no, (laughs) not if you're going to cover my shift because that's literally the same amount of hours. If I'm going to give up my day off, I'm going to get paid more for it. So I told told her, I'm like, I can do both. (laughs) She's like, so you still want your uh, double on Friday? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay. Heck yeah. Good job. I'm not going to give up my day off to make the same amount of money. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, no. (laughs) I... Now have to wake up a little earlier because I have a longer commute, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I don't mind. But on the weekends, I still wake up at that time. I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I want to sleep in. I'm the opposite of that problem. Too much? Too much what? You just sleep too much? Like sleep in over your alarm? It's not over my alarm. But if I hit the snooze button once, but even if it's like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) My body does not want to be up until like... At least noon. Mine is not that way. (laughs) I think it's probably conditioned from the mill. Like, because I had to be to work at seven. So I had to be up super fucking early. And now that I have to be up at seven in order to be at work by 8.30, like my body's just like, oh, you're awake now. Like I've woken up before my alarm Monday and Tuesday of this week. I'm like, why? Why am I doing this? (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) Sleep the next 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But nope, I just lay there. I think it's because I'm afraid of being late. Me too. I have... I hit the snooze button and then I have like mini nightmares that I'm late for work. My chest just but starts pounding and I can't, can't fall back asleep. <laughs> like if I was at the mill, if you were like four minutes late, or if you were more than four minutes late, two minutes or four minutes, I think it was four, four or five. But if you were beyond that, you might as well just not show up because even if you're there, they, they're not going to can't you as present, which is stupid. My current yeah. office is not that way, but I'm pretty sure that's where my body's like, oh, you have to be there at a certain time. Wake the fuck up. Cool. Thanks, body. I mean, thank you, really. But like, also, can we quit with the pounding heart, please? Yeah. My system sends out an alert. If you clock in 10 minutes late, 
it like sends a thing to the office saying like, oh, the store's late. And it's like, no, it's not. We still have 10 minutes before we open. <laughs> but okay. All right. Mechanical timekeeping. At least I don't have a card I have to punch anymore. Yeah. That's nice. Can't we just like write it down on our system? (laughs) (laughs) Like the other week when I had to do the manual credit card slips. (laughs) That was weird. I'm glad I only had to do one. Right? Because you didn't even have a slidey thing. No. I just had to write down the information. She's like, oh, isn't there going to be a price on it too? I'm like, sure. I'm just going to... I'm, I can't take anything off your account right now. I'm still, it's still going to be that, but I can write the price on there if you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> Me writing down the price isn't going to change the fact that I can change the price in the system at any point. Right. You got a drink tonight? Mm-hmm. What you got? Watermelon Absolute and Lemonade. Ooh, yes. That's right. You did say you had Watermelon Absolute. Yes. Kelsey has Watermelon Absolute, but she said I could have some. <laughs> I'm drinking a 10 barrel, 10 barrel, 10 barrel brewing pub beer. Hmm. It is a 5% cheap beer, but it is a fabulous just like sipping drinking beer. It's been my go-to for like just a basic drinking beer lately. As opposed to your shotgun beers. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We talked about ciders the other week Hmm. and our, the new grocery store right around the corner from our house, literally half the store is alcohol. Nice. It's great. <laughs> it's big, too. Do you guys have Market of Choice down there? No. Okay. It's like New Seasons and Whole Foods and Zupans, which is like like a high-end food store, had a baby. But the prices are fairly normal. So it's great. Nice. Yes. High-quality product at normal prices. That's good. <laughs> take it. Yes. We did notice their meat in their meat section was a little spendy, but it wasn't, like, ridiculous. Like, I would buy it if I needed to. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, insanely jacked up. Which is good. There's also... I'm excited to explore my neighborhood when the weather turns nicer. So, like, the closest, like... So, we live in basically just a neighborhood. Like, there's no businesses really nearby. There's... Yeah. More market like of Choice. Suburb. Yeah. Like, Market of Choice is, like, a mile down the road. Mile and a half, maybe. And then in that little area, there is, like, a tanning salon. There's, like, a couple breweries... It's like one of the old breweries in downtown next to our, like near our condo is doing a collab with a pizza place and they have a location right out here too. And I really like their beer. So I have a feeling I'm going to be going there. Mm -hmm. They have like a garage window, basically like a roll up garage window. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, There's like a Vietnamese, it's called Bep, uh, Vietnamese food place. Yeah. There's like a waxing salon. There's like a mud bay for like pets. Just a bunch of like little strip mall looking things cannot wait to get my bike over here actually (laughs) Mm -hmm. because then i can pedal there there is a little like shopping one strip mall area right across the we're kind of like in this like divot and then like right at the top of the divot on the other side of the road there's like an outback state house a rite aid and a couple like other little shops there used to be like an albertson's but that went out of business a long time ago but spirit halloween took that over last year and that's where i got my costume nice Yes. Hopefully they come back again this year and I can go wander around anytime I want because it's right close. Yeah. I mean, they'll be somewhere. And then like the Cedar Hills area um, is just south like four minutes. And like there's like a big shopping center. There's like a Winco, a bit of Bath and Beyond, an Old Navy, a New Seasons. Like, dude, do you know what Shake Shack is? Mm-hmm. Okay. We had heard rumor that they were putting one in around here, but 
I had to go to two Winco this morning to get dish soap. Mm-hmm. And I drove by. They put the Shake Shack sign up. And I was like, oh, damn. It really is coming in. Because, <laughs> like, the last time I heard about it was, like, a year ago or something. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Shake Shack is looking for a permit in the Beaverton area. And I'm like, okay. But it's... But like, then COVID. So. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's, like, four minutes from my house. So I'm excited about it. Nice. Yes. Never had it. They're okay. Uh, I, they actually, don't, I don't think... I've looked at the menu. They don't have anything other than fries. I was going to say, I don't know that you can have anything there. No. But they do have concretes, which are like their version, of, yeah, yeah. their version of a blizzard, basically, mm. which I really like. Those are good. I foresee myself going there when that opens. I might let the rush die down a little bit, though. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to be in line with all those fucking people. Maybe in and out line will go down. Maybe. Maybe. But they have a drive through so it's fine. I could stay in my car there. Mm-hmm. The Shake Shack, I don't think, has a drive-thru. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever actually seen a Shake Shack outside of LAX. The only one I have ever seen on the West Coast, obviously you said there's one in LAX, but the other one... There's one in LA. They have a, another location or two in LA, I think, and then we have them here, but... Yeah, there's one in Vegas, one. and that's the yeah. one I've ever eaten at. I feel like sometimes with, like, chains in Vegas... They're different than everywhere else. So I'm, like, excited to see what, like, a normal location looks like. <laughs> yeah. People are less drunk normally, so. Right. <laughs> care more. They actually care more about their food. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We'll see what that's like. You go first today, yes? Yes. Okay. My first topic is just a good first line of a book. Yeah. Just a, just a line that makes you want to read it. You gotta have a good first line. That's what catches the reader, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, not necessarily, but <laughs> the, the description is what gets you. Well, yes. But I'm not a huge fan of a book that starts with dialogue. I don't want to come in while you're having a conversation. conversation. <laughs> I need something. A lot of the ones that I picked out. Okay. So I went, <laughs> I looked at a list of 100 famous first lines, right? A lot of them are from classics and I picked out. Seven of my favorites. Two of them... No. Five of them start with it was. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Which I did not realize, but I like a good scene setting. I was just going to say, you have to set the scene. So... Yeah. <laughs> that's part of the reason I don't, like you, like to start with a conversation. Because, like, I want to know where it's taking place, yo. Yeah, I need I, I I need to know where we are and what's going on before you start talking because how do I know where we are if you're just talking? Right? We could be in 2052 or 1871. Like well, that's probably know beforehand. Well, <laughs> my it what well, none of my it was is or it was year. Well, yes. <laughs> but actually one of my it was is is just an example of like a iconic first line (laughs) that that was not on my favorites but still so you know off the top of your head do you have any (laughs) just like one-liners yeah no but i do remember (laughs) reading the sorcerer's stone and for whatever reason that like first paragraph had like an impact on me okay well don't because that you know that that is my first first line (laughs) that i have is it the books that i've read (laughs) okay well we'll get there (laughs) that's the only one that comes to my mind so yeah so obviously iconic but we're not there yet because we're going down the the list going down the list yeah none of the the classic ones are books that i've read by the way okay but there are things like moby dick you know call me ishmael 
Classic. Who doesn't know that, apparently, except for Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Or A Tale of Two Cities, which is apparently... I've never read the book. I did not know that this was a shortened, like an abbreviated version of the sentence because it's very long. (laughs) But it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And then it keeps going. And describes all the other kinds of times it was. And I'm like, I didn't know any of that. I did know that that was a condensed quote, but I didn't know that it was very long. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's pretty lengthy. There's at least 10 other kinds of times that it was in that sentence. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the most interaction I've had with that book really is like, when Uncle Jesse went back to school on Full House and he's like, you know what? I don't have time to do all the things I have to do. I'm an adult. I have a job. I have to do all this reading for class. I'm going to read the first sentence and the last sentence of all these books. <laughs> so he just, he gets to Tale of Two Cities and he's like, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And he flips to the end. And he's like, and we all, what? I can't remember how it ends, but you know, we all live happily ever after or whatever. He's like, whoa, twist ending. <laughs> what was the next one? And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's the whole sentence, I guess. <laughs> no, that's an abbreviated version. Condensed for sure. Yeah. But some other first sentences that would make me want to read books some classics (laughs) that i've never read 1984 i haven't read but i might read it in april if i if i decide to join this book bingo then that might be one of my ones (laughs) because it fits one of my categories but it was a bright cold day in april and the clocks were striking 13 how do the clocks get to 13 i don't know but i want to find out (laughs) i've never read any i'm curious yeah, I've never read any Orwell, but let's do it. I mean, if your clock is set in military time, I guess it could be striking 13, but like... Could be, but that's not what's happening. No. Do you know what 1984 is? I know a little bit about it, yes. Okay. City of Glass. Don't know that I've ever heard of this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a wrong number that started it. The telephone ringing three times in the dead of night and the voice on the other end asking for someone he was not. Who was he? Who was calling? I don't know, but I want to find out. <laughs> the debut, again. Don't know that I've heard of this one. Dr. Weiss, at the age of 40, knew that her life had been ruined by literature. How did ru- literature ruin her life? <laughs> I don't know, but I want to find out. <laughs> Fahrenheit 451. I've never read... Is Fahrenheit 451 Vonnegut? <laughs> I have no idea. Fuck, I know you don't. <laughs> I think it's Vonnegut. Anyway, I've never read Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> But I do know that it starts, it was a pleasure to burn. And like, I'd read that. I don't know what that book's going to be about from that sentence, but I'd read it. Yeah. <laughs> it pulls me in. And then The Bell Jar. Also haven't read it. Also on my list. Do you know The Bell Jar? Nope. Sylvia Plath? Nope. She put her head in an oven? <laughs> you don't know Sylvia Plath? Nope. Okay. Yes. Why did she put her head in an oven? <laughs> to kill herself. What the fuck? Do you not know that that's a thing? No. Yeah, you turn it on, gas oven. I mean, not like the heat part, but like you. Yeah. Gas it up. And then you, like, inhale and it you, and just like it's like. And then carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, yourself. basically just but like without a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was a queer, sultry summer. The summer that they electrocuted the Rosenbergs, and I didn't know what I was doing in New York. I don't know what you were doing in New York either, but I would like to find out. <laughs> right. Also, who are the Rosenbergs? Yeah. I have questions. I want to know the answers. <laughs> See, like, I didn't, I just wanted to, like, set a scene or something. Like, I don't want it to be like, my name's Sophie, and this is my choice. <laughs> right? And here's my story. I didn't 
planned that. No, that was a Sophie's Choice joke. Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> you don't know Sophie's Choice? No! She has two babies and she can only choose one of them? What the fuck? Oh my god, you need to read more. <laughs> yeah. Or Dude, watch I movies. swear to god, I used to be the biggest bookworm. Biggest bookworm. <laughs> and then college hit. Mm-hmm. And I still have to finish Becoming by Michelle Obama from Christmas 2018. Well, I mean, yeah, because that's a big one. It's like 17 hours. I did it on audiobook. <laughs> it's the only reason I finished it. It's real. It's really not that big, though. It's lengthy for an audiobook, at least. It's like 17 hours. That's not a joke. That's a it's long It's very time. long. Yeah. I'm halfway through it. It's really good. but like It is very good. And I had to stop listening to it at work because it made me sad. <laughs> I want to read it. I want to finish it. But getting my self to do it mm-hmm. i also started another book my co-worker gave me i'm four chapters in and i've had it since last july mm-hmm. i do need to read it's that. okay i've also not read sophie's choice <laughs> i just cultural osmosis is how i know most things so some of my favorite first lines from books that i have read harry potter sorcerer's stone did you say sorcerer or philosopher sorcerer okay <laughs> good because we're american mm-hmm. and apparently we don't know what a philosopher is <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four Privet Drive were proud to say they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. That was a good first line. Mm-hmm. Makes me think something weird is going to happen. Yeah. And it does. Lots why of wouldn't, things. Why wouldn't they be perfectly normal? Thank you very much. Right? <laughs> What's going on? Right. Also, now that I say that, I can just see the movie. Mm-hmm. When you, were, <laughs> when you said Privet, I was like, ah, just that whole, like, scene. And, like, when they come so back good. from the zoo and get out of the car and Dursley's mad. Like, that's the Dudley? Dad. Yes. No, that's the brother. That's the cousin, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the Dudley kid? Dudley Dursley? Yeah. What is the dad's name? Here, no. Mister. Does he actually have, like, a name? Petunia and... The dad is who I'm thinking of. He, like, gets uh, out yeah. of the car and, like, is, like, screaming. Vernon. Vernon yes, thank Dursley. you. <laughs> I'm like, it. I know it's not George, but it's the only name I could think of. I know. I mean, immediately I went, Harry. I'm like, no. Wrong. <laughs> No, not the right character. (laughs) Although he's in the scene I was thinking of, clearly, because Harry Potter, duh. But we also skipped way ahead there. Yes. (laughs) We were no longer at the beginning when they dropped off a baby. (laughs) Okay, I will not defend this choice any more than just saying that teenage girls aren't allowed to have anything. So (laughs) I enjoyed Twilight. Came out when I was in high school. I won't apologize for that. (laughs) No, I too read all of those books and thoroughly Mm -hmm. enjoyed them. Yeah. In fact, the first movie is still one of my faves. <laughs> I bailed before the movies, but I did read and enjoy all of the books. <laughs> They're real good. They're way better than the movies, by the way. I know that. As most <laughs> I, are. Cultural osmosis. I know that. But it begins. I actually knew of the second one. I knew of the series when the second one came out, and I did not realize that like the second one was the second one. And I was like, oh, this is like a whole thing. <laughs> but it begins, the first one, the preface is technically what this is but i'd never given much thought to how i would die though i'd had enough reason to in the the last few months but even if i had i would not have imagined it like this and like yeah let's go back tell me about the last few months what's going on like damn Mm -hmm. that's some heavy shit this one is my favorite book of all time and it still makes me sad (laughs) i have it on my shelf i thought it was in my car so i looked up the first line like on my computer and then I came out to my bookshelf and I was like oh it's literally right here (laughs) (laughs) the perks of being a wallflower I know you haven't read the book 
So I don't know if you know that it is written as letters. I do know that. I think you've told me that. Probably. It's very good. (laughs) But anyway, it begins. Dear friend, I am writing to you because she said you would listen and understand and didn't try to sleep with that person at that party, even though you could have. And it's just like, (laughs) why do you need to write to someone? And who was the person at that party that I could have slept with, but I didn't? (laughs) And who was she? And who are you? Right? Like, tell me more. Tell me all of the things, because that is a heavy sentence. There's a lot of kind of run-on-y sentences like that, but it's just so good. (laughs) That is, I definitely did like the movie of that. I know you did. And I should read the book. You also should do that. (laughs) It's so good. The Road. I know you don't know The Road. Mm -mm. It's Cormac McCarthy, who wrote No Country for Old Men. You know that movie? With the old men in the country. No. No, I've never seen it or read the book. I do not. (laughs) But The Road also has a movie. Haven't watched all of it. The book was very good. Enjoyed it. It's dystopian. There was some sort of apocalyptic event, and we don't know anything about that other than now it is after the fact. (laughs) And everyone roams around and lives outside, basically. But it opens... When he woke in the woods in the dark and cold of the night, he'd reached out to touch the child sleeping beside him. Because it's just the man and the boy. We don't know their names. They're just called the man and the boy. Do the whole book? Mm-hmm. Because it's not, like, first person. So we're just, like, following them along. The dad's not, like, telling the story. Oh, okay. The book that I'm currently reading is called Outlawed. And it's a feminist western. <laughs> and I'm, like, halfway through. It's it's only okay. <laughs> And I wish that I had better things to say about it so far. I'm like halfway through and nothing's really happened. Hopefully it gets better in the second half. Hopefully. I'm in the middle of some inciting action. But then I had to leave work. So. (laughs) Oh, it's always the worst. (laughs) Yeah. And I haven't watched, I hadn't read it today. But it opens. In the year of our Lord, 1894, I became an outlaw. And like, yes, you did. I want to know about it. Right? Like, in 84. All right. Also, it's 1984, and they talk about the Dalles, and I had to look it up to see if they were talking about, like, the Dalles in Oregon, and they were, I think. Really? Because it takes, well, it takes place, or she's from the Dakotas. Okay. And she joins the Hole in the Wall gang, who are possibly in Montana, north somewhere, but we don't know what part of the Dakotas she was from, really, other than, it's not, like, super far from Telluride. Telluride, Telluride, Telluride. How do you say it? Telluride. Telluride. I don't like super far from there. <laughs> like it's riding distance. Like several days, but still. Yeah, you could still get there. Yeah. But the Dalles became a city in like 1860 something, I think. I looked it up. So I think they're talking about like the Dalles. <laughs> okay. Like Oregon Dalles. Mm-hmm. That would make sense, especially if it was a Western, because like Western migration and outlaws and i mean all of that makes sense well they were just talking about uh they were trading with someone and he mentioned the dows oh because that's how they get the lot of them in in to that part of the country because there are no ports in the dakotas no that's true because <laughs> it's landlocked <laughs> yes so i assume it was the dows in oregon i like a western i've realized <laughs> one <laughs> one of the books that i really liked that I read in 2019 was Meddling Kids. And it's about, it's like a, it's not Scooby-Doo, right? It's not like those kids verbatim, but it's definitely (laughs) 
like supposed to be Scooby-Doo. Okay. Like they were they were kids and they had a dog and they in this it also takes place in Oregon outside of Portland. But they like unmasked this millionaire weirdo who was pretending to be this, this like monster on the island, right? So like it's supposed to be Scooby-Doo, but they can't say that because they don't own the IP for Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really good and he like anthropomorphizes a lot. And it's really dark. It's like if the Scooby-Doo kids grew up, but it's like realistic, like one of them is dead <laughs> and like one of them was in an insane inside. He wasn't in an insane asylum, but like he was on a voluntary hold because like it was easier <laughs> than being out in the real world. Yeah. And stuff like that. One of them, like the Velma character, like joined the military or something. I don't remember, but it's really good and also dark and it opens. It starts when you pull the lamp chain and the light doesn't come. And it's like, I don't know where this is going, but I already don't want to be there. <laughs> right? Uh, Tell me more. <laughs> that sounds terrifying to me. Yeah, it gets worse than that. <laughs> it keeps describing. It's really good. I really like the writing. I should read his other stuff. But he only has like one other book, I think. And then one of my other favorite books, my copy on the shelf that I have up there, I've had since high school. And the cover came off at some point. <laughs> so I just have the cover on the pages, but they're not connected. And it's a Peter Pan. Because uh, I love Peter Pan. As I say, I'm not surprised by that. No. But it opens, all children except one grow up. And like, tell me about those children. Right? <laughs> and that one. Like, who's... who doesn't grow up? Why doesn't he grow up? What about the one that doesn't? I'm curious. Yeah. I just like a good, you have a good opening line. Like if you just go to any book at the bookstore and open it up without reading the description and you just like open it and read the first line and it's like, yeah, okay, I gotta read more of that. It's like, for me, I relate because I relate that to like writing a paper, like for school. Like for me, starting it is the hardest part and like, I'm really good at a first line. It's the rest of the paper I can't do. Oh, see, not me. I can do body like no other, but that intro kills me. Sometimes I'll even write the paper and then go back and write the intro just because that shit's hard to make it like intriguing and captivating. It's the only part I'm good at. <laughs> I'm not Maybe good we at should write papers. papers together. Maybe you could just write all my papers for me. <laughs> I could, I could very well do that. Might want to cut that out though. My turn. <laughs> Yes, what is your first topic? Okay, so my first topic this week is pistachios. Okay. <laughs> I really like them. They're like a nice, easy like snack. Uh, but we are talking about the plant and then the fruit that comes from that, the seed. So we'll start with the plant. Okay. So when I, I say pistachio, right now I'm talking about the tree. So the pistachio is a member of the cashew family and is a small tree that originated in China and the Middle East, including parts of present day Iran and Afghanistan. The tree produces seeds and nuts, or we'll get to that, but the tree produces seeds slash nuts that are widely consumed as food. And as of 2017, Iran accounted for over half of the world's production of pistachios. A single tree can live up to 300 years. Nobody really knows because... Nobody lives that long, but that mm. is the kind of estimated timeline for the life of the pistachio, pistachio tree, which I think is pretty cool. It's a cool old tree. The pistachios 
Okay, so pistachio seeds were a common food as early as 6,750 BCE. So that was a long ass time ago. (laughs) They were first cultivated in what is modern day Uzbekistan. Pistachio trees were first introduced to Europe in the first century AD by the Romans. And in the 19th century, pistachios started to be cultivated in Australia, New Mexico, and California, where they were first introduced in 1854 as a garden tree. So something meant to be pretty. In 1904, David Fairchild of the U.S. Department of Agriculture introduced hardier plants from China, but they weren't promoted as commercial crop until 1929 because Walter T. Swinkle's pistachios from Syria had already fruited well in Niles, California by 1917. So Swinkle kind of had the hold on the pistachios in California because his Syrian plants were what everybody like knew. So it took about 25 years for Fairchild's plants from China to kind of become the norm. It's clear that the pistachio tree is a desert plant, obviously based on where it comes from, where it's grown. But pistachio, pistachio trees are pretty, pretty hardy. Like they can sustain a lot of like temperature fluctuation. They can survive temps of 14 degrees Fahrenheit all the way up to 118 degrees Fahrenheit in summer. So winter gets real cold. They survive in 14 degree weather. Uh, summer it gets real hot, 118. Kind of makes me wonder, like, I know the Middle East gets real hot, like, sometimes in like the mid 120s. So I wonder if that like ruins pistachio crops. I didn't think about that until just now. Pistachios do poorly in areas with high humidity and are often susceptible to root rot. So they wouldn't grow well here in Oregon because always wet. <laughs> My first thought was Florida. Oh, that too. Very humid there. But they too get a lot of rain. The tree grows up to 33 feet tall with leaves that range from four to eight inches long. So kind of a like tall tree, 33 feet, kind of tall. That's like seven of me stacked on top of each other, <laughs> like six, six of me stacked on each other ish. So the fruit slash seed is what is considered a droop. Um, it is a fleshy skin around a hard shell that contains the seed kernel. So think peach, mango, that type of seed. The seed is actually a seed, not a nut. In the culinary world, we've created it to be a nut, but it's really just a seed. Uh, The seed has a hard cream color exterior shell and a red mauvey skin. And obviously, if you've ever eaten a pistachio, the actual seed itself is a light green color. The pistachio tree averages 110 pounds of seeds. So around 50,000 like seed pods. And it has heavy, it like produces a lot of seeds uh, every two years. So like it's what they call a biennial or biannual. So one year it'll produce a ton of seeds. The next year it will have very little. The year after that, it will have a ton of seeds. And then the next year after that, it's again, very little. So it repeats that cycle, so on and so forth. So why did I pick pistachios? They're a good snack. Like a good, easy little snack. And you can flavor them in all the ways that you want. Sometimes I actually like to flavor them on my own. Like I've made ranch pistachios before, like putting in like ranch seasoning and like a little baggie and shaking mm-hmm. them around and the ranch particles get on the actual seed because the shells are open. Real good. <laughs> kind of tastes like corn nuts. I also just like them. They're good. <laughs> uh, also recently Starbucks has had, I think it was Starbucks, mm-hmm. had the pistachio, pistachio drinks. Did you have that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not. So you had said it was good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What did it, did it taste like a pistachio or was it like a... Here's the thing. I've eaten a pistachio once and I wasn't a fan, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you get a pistachio? Coffee. 
Because it was a new flavor. Did you try it? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because I didn't expect it to actually taste like a pistachio. And also, I don't remember if it was the flavor or the texture I didn't like. Mm. I don't know. That's fair. Uh, my favorite way to eat pistachios, <laughs> of course, is an ice cream. Uh, Talenti has a fabulous pistachio ice cream that I love. It's light and creamy and delicious. Is it technically gelato? Um, I think the pistachio one is technically ice cream. I know it... their their packaging says gelato usually. But yeah. I don't know. Pistachio, very hard to make ice cream with also, by the way. Really? Because mm-hmm. it had a high fat content. It doesn't freeze as well. Interesting. So you have to change the ratios. Interesting. Good information to know. But my favorite barbecue food is, I guess, technically Watergate salad, but pistachio salad. <laughs> I just, I've never super been a fan of actual pistachios. So that's funny because that's the next thing on my list is the pistachio pudding salad. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got to get Jacob on the show sometime because the reason I thought of him is because he has a allergy to, I think it's red 40 or any sort mm-hmm. of like red flavoring. It's red 40. It's probably 40. We that's we just know because of experience. It's not like he's been tested for it. But my mom knows this. And every time he comes over for like, or like a birthday or like a gathering of some sort, my mom always makes the green pistachio salad instead of her orange one because he could actually eat the green one. Actually, I love the orange one with little mandarin oranges in it. Yeah. But the pistachio one has like marshmallows in it. And it's so goddamn good. I just love I know it. we used to get it from Drew's all the time. So good. There's a gas station in our town that in their little deli section. They have, like, little containers of pistachio salad instead of, like, in the, the case and then they scoop it out for you like it's already packaged. But we would get that after school and just, like, eat it in the car. It's so good. So mm. good. And it's, like, light, too, so you don't feel like you're weighted down a whole ton. I just love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so we got all the, the pineapple in there and then the marshmallows, so <laughs> it's all... All good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I had as far as notes go. I just really like them. They're a good, like, healthy snack. Like you said, they've got a high fat content in them, but they're generally good healthy fats. Like, nuts have those also. So they're included in with the nuts, but really they're a seed. I feel like all seed, all nuts are technically seeds. But I guess maybe that's not true. Because, like, some nuts just, like, grow on trees, right? Like, just as the nut itself and not in, like, a little pod. I don't know. I'm not good at science. We know this. <laughs> we know this. But yeah. That was my first topic. Pistachios. They're good, delicious, fun, easy, healthy, in moderation, of course. I like the pistachio commercials. (laughs) (laughs) They're cute. Ooh, uh, there is my... Ooh, Spumoni also. Ooh, yes. I've only ever had it at the Old Spaghetti Factory, and I've only been to the Old Spaghetti Factory in Canada. I didn't realize we had them in the US. Yes. But But you got a free scoop. They started it in... I think it was started in Canada, right? I think we talked about that. I have zero idea. Did we did we talk about the old spaghetti factory already? No. Why would we have talked about that? Then how did I know that it originated in Canada? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I knew that, though. I mean, you might have, but we definitely have not talked about it. Weird. Okay. Old spaghetti <laughs> factory is not my topic, obviously. It's pistachios. So <laughs> moving yeah. on, what is your second topic, Em? Okay. So I started rewatching ER. Yeah. <laughs> and that is not my topic. Are you ready for a surprise? Because it reminded me how much I like a wedding episode. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Didn't see that coming. (laughs) Nope. I'm still, I just started, I'm still in season one of ER. I'm not going to talk about ER. I got to, I'll watch it through a whole other time, at least. (laughs) (laughs) But I like 
wedding episodes of shows because unless it's the Brady Bunch, which opened on a wedding, obviously, you just get to see everyone in like a different situation (laughs) because like mostly, you know, sitcoms or like medical dramas or whatever, like everyone's going around doing the same thing. But then there's like a special event and everyone gets to dress up and just like have a good time. (laughs) Even if they're fictional characters, it's still fun to watch. (laughs) (laughs) So are you talking about like wedding episodes on shows in general or this specific ER episode? Wedding episodes. It reminded me how much I like wedding episodes. Okay. (laughs) I will talk about ER when it is time to talk about ER. (laughs) This is just general. Not general hospital. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Do you like wedding episodes? Uh, yeah, I you do. don't watch a lot of shows, but I don't. But one of them, obviously, I love is "Say Yes to the Dress," so I definitely like wedding-related things. Well, yeah, but it's very different if it's like real an and then if it's scripted. Yes, I don't know. Just in general, like weddings make me happy, so I have no reason to dislike wedding episodes. Yeah, I don't particularly enjoy actual weddings usually, <laughs> but I just like a wedding episode. It's a good time. Everyone gets to just like hang out and dance and have fun. And someone always gets drunk and then they get to be fake drunk on TV. And that's fun to watch. (laughs) I have a, I found a Vulture article listing the top 15 episodes, except it was just like the writer's opinion. So some of them are royal weddings. And I'm like, because it was like an article for Harry and Meghan. Okay. Like their wedding had just, I think it had just i mean it must have just aired because it's on the list it's fine they did have the highest views out of all of the episodes listed they're the only one who broke a billion (laughs) harry and megan's wedding got two billion views that's a lot yeah question mark because do we it depends on you know if you're counting just like that day like when it aired or like or like overall yeah this was this writer's list of their top 15 and then we'll talk about my top wedding episodes (laughs) (laughs) but they're 15 we're gonna go 15 to one one of them i skipped so there's actually only gonna be 14 on here barney and robin how i met your mother the almost culmination of the show right is a good one but we're gonna talk more about that in my section so (laughs) i'll save my thoughts luke and laura from general hospital never watched general hospital i got nothing Nope. Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys, which we talked about the other day, actually, weirdly. (laughs) Yes, we did. Their wedding special came in at 13 for this writer. Okay. I mean, it was fine. It was, yeah, I enjoyed it. If we're talking about reality TV weddings, you gotta go Nicole Polizzi and Gianni. (laughs) The Great Gatsby had just come out. (laughs) So so she wanted to do like a Gatsby themed wedding (laughs) the whole time. They're like finding decorations and like deciding on things and everything <laughs> everything she likes she's just like that's so gatsby <laughs> like nicole you have to stop saying so gatsby <laughs> but that's probably my favorite reality wedding i would have to think more on it i'm gonna say nicole and gianni to be safe <laughs> bethany frankel and whoever she married i don't care all that particularly about bethany frankel as a person or about her, any of her <laughs> products or TV appearances. So. I don't even know who she is. So, um, She's sometimes on Shark Tank. She does Skinny Girl. You know, like Skinny Girl margaritas. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's her. Okay. 
She has lots of money. That's basically it. Okay. <laughs> she got married on TV. Prince Andrew and Fergie. Didn't watch it. That was the 80s, I think. Like the singer Fergie? No, Prince Andrew and Catherine Ferguson or whatever her first name was. Oh. <laughs> the royal Fergie. Okay. I didn't know that Andrew was married, but mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. I don't think they're married now. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Fergie is not married. Chandler and Monica. That's a good friend's wedding. Also, we're going to talk about the friend's weddings when we get to my section. <laughs> I'll save my thoughts. Uh, Trista and Ryan from The Bachelorette. I've watched one season of The Bachelorette. Wasn't impressed with it. Don't care. No, I, <laughs> I have no am not a fan. Of The Bachelorette or of Trista and Ryan? The Bachelorette and also okay. those two because I don't know either of them. Yeah, no idea. Uh, Jim and Pam. I've never watched The Office. I know that that's like a, an iconic one for people, but I've got nothing... I do like The Office and have watched several episodes, probably like over 20. That's surprising to me. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's my favorite, one of my favorite shows to get stony and cringe watch. I think that you use the word cringe a lot and it doesn't feel like that's how I would describe things. Okay. So, but okay. I work in an office and like some of the shit that happens on the office TV show, I'm like, this is so relatable. It's cringy. Like I don't, why am I watching this shit? I live this shit. So for me, it's a little cringy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not just The Office, but yeah. No, but I mean, in this context, yes. I know that people ship Jim and Pam, and then they got together, and I, I, I have nothing. <laughs> Apparently, everybody on that show got married, though. Because I've looked at, I looked at, like, the, there's a Wikipedia article that's just, like, a list of wedding episodes from television shows. <laughs> and apparently, everybody on that show has gotten married. <laughs> Interesting. There were a lot of wedding episodes for The Office and for Parks and Rec, which makes sense because they're basically the same show. Hmm? Uh, Sean and Catherine from The Bachelor. Again, never seen even one episode of The Bachelor. Don't care. (laughs) No opinion. Okay. How many non-white bachelors have there been? I have no idea. Okay. Because I thought it was zero. But this season, The Bachelor is black. And I feel like nobody's talking about that. Actually, (laughs) Because is he not the first? I think he is the first, actually. Why because, is anyone talking about it? Because I did see a headline that said this is the first uh, non-white bachelor. I'm almost mm-hmm. certain that I saw that recently. So Yeah. When Rachel was the bachelorette, that was a big deal. That's the only season I watched. And they handled it terribly. Are you surprised? <laughs> no, but like, literally. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about wedding episodes. Not. What network is that on? ABC. We're talking about wedding episodes, not ABC allowing racist competitors onto a show where <laughs> the main person is black. So that's cool. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Just like if they had done any research, like looked at his Twitter account, it was bad. Charles and Diana. Didn't watch it. That was before my time. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> I don't think. I feel like I have seen clips of that wedding. I mean, I've seen it because it's Princess Diana, but like yeah. they got married before Andrew and Fergie, so. Well before our time. Yeah. Harry and Meghan. Didn't watch it. <laughs> but good for them for doing whatever the fuck they want to do now. 100%. Mm-hmm. The Moldavian Massacre from Dynasty. The original Dynasty. I haven't watched the original Dynasty or the reboot. What's Dynasty? It's a soap. Oh. From the, like, 70s, 80s. Okay. Will and Kate. I did watch that royal wedding. Also got two billion views. She had a big dress. It was fine. <laughs> Everyone was mad at Pippa for wearing a wearing whatever like sheath dress she wore for some reason. I can't 
I think it was Harry and Meghan's I watched, not the one that happened like last year or the one that happened when we graduated. It was definitely Harry and Meghan. The newest one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not watch it. I remember because I had it pulled up on my screen at work, on my side screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched Will and Kate's, but that was when we were like in high school. I also did watch that one, but I don't remember. Did Kate have the long sleeves? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then it was Kate's that I watched, not Harry and Meghan's. <laughs> okay. But I also feel like I had that up on my screen at work. I did not, but none of the people involved look anything like, if that helps you. Well, no, obviously. And then their top winning episode was The Red Wedding, which is not called The Red Wedding. It had a different name. It's like The Lion and the Rose or something. I don't know. But it's The Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. Again, I have not watched Game of Thrones. I have no opinions. Everyone died. Spoiler. (laughs) If you don't know that by now, then... You I actually did not. How? Because I really cannot stand Game of Thrones. <laughs> but that uh, was like all anyone talked about. I literally, when that topic comes up, my ears go off. Like, <laughs> Oh, well, everyone died. <laughs> well, good to know. So there you go. I have seen very few of the weddings on that list. <laughs> my top wedding episodes. Do we want to do this by show or? Do you have them ranked? No. I had too many to, like, rank them one through whatever. Okay. However you want to do it. Okay. So, obviously, Cory and Topanga. Yes! That is classic. I don't know why I didn't think of that, actually. I did. It was, like, one of the first ones that popped into my mind. But it's not, like, the... It's not the whole, like, everyone gets together and it's a big party and, like, it's a good time. Because it's Boy Meets World and it's never just a good time. Mm -hmm. Like, Sean freaks out because he's losing his best friend, and it's real sad. It <laughs> like, is it's sad. whole thing, and I love Ryder Strong, and he has a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Superstore. <laughs> it's just, like, it's a dumb sitcom about people who work at definitely not Walmart, but <laughs> it's definitely Walmart. Target exists in the universe, and this is the blue store called Cloud9, but it's definitely Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, it's just a dumb sitcom, but, like, they do some real stuff. Like, at some point, immigration gets called and Mateo's not a citizen. It's real dark. (laughs) But, anyway. Sandra and Jerry's wedding. (laughs) Sandra and Jerry are two people who look the same and are getting married. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. But it's great. And... It's kind of a running joke that, like, Sandra plays the ukulele because she's Hawaiian, but the only song she knows is Creep by Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So at the wedding, she plays it, but they changed the words to, uh, you know, they changed the words to make it, like, about a couple, about them. You're my weirdo, and (laughs) I'm I'm so glad that you're here. It's so good. It's so good. That's cute. It is. And, like, Sandra's kind of, like, the comic relief of the whole show. It's just nice that she gets, like, a whole day to herself, even though it gets fucked up and she has to do everything because she's still the comic relief of the show. She just gets to be happy with Jerry. And they know that the other one's mad because they put on the the t-shirt with a crab on it, and that's how they know the other one's crabby. (laughs) That's adorable. I know, right? Like, they're just weird. (laughs) It's so nice. I feel like I need to make those shirts with them around my house when I'm crabby. Okay, let's go to friends, I guess. Okay. So I had them in order, 
And then I remembered that there was one wedding that is my one of my all-time favorite weddings, not just from Friends, but like of all the shows that I forgot. So at the bottom of my list, Carol and Susan. It's nice that there was a lesbian wedding on TV, even though they didn't get to kiss because it was 1999. But at least there was a lesbian wedding in 1999. Right. <laughs> right? Like, it's cool that that happened. And it's just like the the side note at the end of the episode is like, we're at the wedding. It's fine. <laughs> it's not like a whole thing because they're not the main characters. Ross and Emily. If you knew about Friends, <laughs> I need you to know this. So... Emily is British. Ross is obviously one of the main characters for the show. He proposes. They decide to get married. They've only known each other for like two weeks. Jesus. Well, because she had to go back to England, but he's like, I don't want you to leave. Right, like, Let's get here. married. <laughs> but um, they're having the wedding over there. And then Rachel flies out to like tell him that she's still in love with him and that he can't get married. But then she like sees them in the chapel before the wedding. and he's, She's like, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's so selfish. <laughs> so she just, like, tells him, like, oh, you know, congrats. I wanted to be here for your big day or whatever. But then, but then he's, you know, they're doing the vows. And he's like, all right, I, Ross, I, Ross, take you, Emily, take you, Rachel. And he says, Rachel's name at the wedding. <laughs> and then the episode ends. <laughs> what? Yeah. So even if it's not, like, a happy, like, this is how it was supposed to go episode, it's still a good wedding episode. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, he professes his love for Rachel in a very obscure way. Yeah, they still get married. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, I mean, they continue with the ceremony because the, like, it, you know, opens the next week with that. And, like, you know, the priest is like, should I continue? And they're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like, it's whatever. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Like, I, Ross, take you, Emily, (laughs) not Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) But then she leaves him anyway, because obviously, duh. Uh. Before that, it's, like, really nice because the church they were supposed to get married in is, like, being demolished. But she really wanted to get married there because that's where her parents got married. And he's like, no, it's okay. We can make it work. Like, they act- like they started demolition early. So it's, like, half caved in and there's, like, bricks everywhere. But they string up a bunch of, like, fairy lights and, like, flowers everywhere. It's still really nice. <laughs> Someone really says the wrong name. <laughs> yeah. Chandler and Monica, obviously, they get together at Ross and Emily's wedding in London and it was supposed to just be a London thing but then they come back to America and they're like okay well maybe we still want to keep hooking up (laughs) and then eventually they get married. Friends does proposals very well. The weddings are kind of like they're married we're fine we all know how weddings go (laughs) but like the proposals are really good. I like the proposals more than the 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 weddings generally. Chandler and Monica's wedding is pretty good. Nobody knows who's pregnant, except that we know who's pregnant because we're the audience, but all the other characters don't know who's pregnant. Someone's pregnant. And then the final wedding of that show is Phoebe and Mike that somehow I forgot about. But that's like one of my favorite weddings of all shows because they're like they have Phoebe's the, the weird hippie one and Mike is Paul Rudd who comes in like very late in the show just to be Phoebe's boyfriend guy who she ends up marrying. Everything goes wrong. There's like a huge blizzard. The priest can't get in from wherever Jersey or wherever he's coming in from. Like all the food's going to the wrong place. Nobody can, it's a snowstorm in New York. You can't get anywhere. So they end up just getting married in the snow in the street and her friends playing like a kettle drum. <laughs> Cause that's all the music they have. I love that though. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, are you going to take your cut off? And she's like, Oh yeah, I forgot. 
He's like, and Joey's like, oh, aren't you gonna be cold? She's like, it's okay, I'll be my something blue. <laughs> <laughs> Good comeback, lady. Yeah, but it's so nice. I like when when they just like obviously it's written, but like would they just make it work anyway? Like screw it. Like she always wanted to get married outside anyway. She was only doing it inside because his parents are like rich and didn't want to have some hippie wedding. But it's okay because no, <laughs> they can't do what the parents wanted anyway. Right. I want to get married outside. Just saying. Okay. ER weddings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's two that I can think of. There might be more, but I don't think there are. The first one, Carol and Tag. Again, not a, this is how it was going to go the whole time. <laughs> because like, they get to the wedding and it's like, you never, you're never sure if Carol's actually going to go through with it because she might possibly still be in love with Doug. And they get there and everyone's waiting and she, they're like, okay, priest, we're ready to go. And he's like, great, now we just have to wait for the groom. And everyone's like, what do you mean? What <laughs> What do you mean? Where's Tag? So he's like sitting in a park across the street or whatever. And Carol goes over to like talk to him. And he's like, you know, these are all the ways that I know that I love you. And do you feel that way about me? And she's like, no, I don't. And then he leaves and it's like, oh, it was Tag the whole time. Damn. Tag's the one who left. Everyone still has like a good time at the reception. <laughs> <laughs> she's like inside talking to the priest and stuff but like what are they gonna do throw away all the lobster like, right like there's still a bar <laughs> so everyone's still just like dancing and eating food at the reception even though they didn't actually get married well yeah i mean what are you gonna do with all this stuff yes like I mean, it's still there <laughs> right like sorry guys we don't love each other but go have fun i'm gonna sit over here and cry Oh, that's no. She wasn't involved in the the reception. Uh, <laughs> they did that because they were like all sitting at the reception waiting for something to happen and nothing was happening. So we might as well eat. The kids are hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but Abby and Luca's wedding was a surprise wedding. Spoiler alert for ER if you plan on watching it. Abby and Luca get married. <laughs> Luca like surprises her because he knows that she doesn't want to do the whole like big wedding thing, like be the center of attention, whatever. But it's nice, and everyone has, like, a good time, and Timmy gets drunk, and he's, like, hitting all the nurses. (laughs) Whenever a nurse comes to, like, he's just sitting at the bar, and whenever a nurse comes to get a drink, he's like, hey, anyone ever tell you that you're the hottest nurse in the ER? (laughs) Like, he says that to to Chuni, and she's like, yeah. (laughs) It's like, of course they have. Have you seen Chuni? People tell me that all the time. What are you talking about? (laughs) Cut to... Malik sits down next to someone in like the other room. He's like, it's getting weird out there, man. Timmy just told me I'm the hottest nurse in the ER. (laughs) It's just real good. And then some, and then Ray gets hit by a car. (laughs) But it's still a good episode. It is dramatic. It's ER. I wouldn't expect anything less. No, you can't just have, everyone can't just be happy. (laughs) Nope. Not in that show. No. And then we don't see Ray for a while, but it's still one of my top wedding episodes. How I Met Your Mother, Barney and Robin, like I said, that's the wedding at which Ted meets the mother, Tracy, played by Kristen Miliotti, Milotti? I don't know if you pronounce one of the eyes or not, but it's fine. Robin looks beautiful. It's fine. <laughs> it's not my favorite wedding of the show. My favorite wedding of the show is Marshall and Lily. Because <laughs> everything does go wrong in that one. Marshall shaves his head. Not all of his head. <laughs> well, he accidentally gets his hair frosted. Oh. 
Lily's cousin is supposed to do his hair, and she's like, oh, yeah, I could do some, like, cool guy tips. And he's like, well, I don't think I need any tips on being cool, but yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> so she, like, frosts his hair, and then he's like, I can't get married like this. I know what I'll do. <laughs> he just, like, shaves his head. He's like, no, it's good. Think about all the cool people who have shaved heads. Someone, and someone, and Britney Spears. Oh. <laughs> um, and then he realizes that he just shaved his freaking head. They <laughs> have to find him a hat. And then the photographer, something happens with the photographer. They don't show up. And the harp player is, like, past her due date and very pregnant and, like, in labor. <laughs> she can only reach half the strings anyway. <laughs> Oh, God. Like, everything goes wrong, and then they go outside to just, like, get a breath of air, and then they just uh, have a little secret ceremony outside where it's just, like, them, and then, like, the gardener has an acoustic guitar, and he, like, starts playing (laughs) a little acoustic guitar, and they just have a nice little ceremony so that when they look back on their wedding, it can just be, like, how they wanted it, outside with some acoustic music, (laughs) just, like, the people they care about. I love that. Yeah. So Gilmore Girls has some some wedding episodes. Neither of Lorelai's weddings really make it on my list. Sorry. (laughs) Lane and Zach's is like one of my top weddings. Lane and Zach. (laughs) Have you seen Gilmore Girls? Okay. Nope. Lane is Rory's best friend. Zach is her husband slash bandmate. It's just nice. Like they do the they do the Buddhist ceremony for her grandmother because they are Seventh-day Adventists and her grandmother doesn't know that. Her grandmother is Buddhist. Okay. <laughs> so they do the Buddhist ceremony and then just like, it just turns into like a big party. It's Stars Hollow. Gilmore Girls. It's a small town. So they just have like a big party in the like town square. <laughs> and like, it's just nice. This <laughs> was a good time. Like we've known them since they were in high school. I met her once on the street. She was very nice. You did? <laughs> yeah. She was nice. She offered to take a picture with me. What? Yes. I, I posted it on Instagram. So when you were in LA? Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I did not know that. Apparently. <laughs> it's just fun. Like, I don't know. I've always related to Lane. Because, like, you know, she has the religious parents and she can't do all the things that she wants to do because she's like in a rock band and she plays the drums. She gets married to Zach. And then, not technically a wedding, but a vow renewal for Emily and Richard, who are the grandparents on that show. I don't know why it gets me so much, but there's this story that they tell. A lot of things happen in this episode, but apparently when like Richard gives this whole speech, about how when Lorelai was little, like three or something, she had a, like an ear infection and she would cry all night. And the only way that they could get her to stop crying is to play this song <laughs> about a man named Bill. And he hated this song. It was just this woman complaining that her guy she was in love with named Bill would not marry her. <laughs> and he's like, and apparently Emily used to joke that if only his name was Bill, that could be their song. And he's like, well, you know what? Tonight, my name is Bill, and this is our song. <laughs> it's just really nice. Aw. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> I, just, I love that episode, and I don't know why. <laughs> I need to watch Friends. I need to watch Gilmore Girls. Yes. Friends, uh, good luck, because they took it off Netflix. But Gilmore Girls, still there. And then my final wedding episode is Shit's Creek. Spoiler alert 
for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, because it's still a fairly new show. It just ended. Me. I haven't watched it. <sighs> yes. Well, I'm going to spoil this for you. Okay. David and Patrick get married, and that's the f- the series finale. The last episode is their, then, is their wedding. It's just so, like, Shit's Creek weird, but also, like, super touching and nice. And it's, again, a same-sex wedding, and the mom officiates. <laughs> and... And Alexis, the sister, is like walks him down the aisle, except she didn't she just saw like a nice dress that she wanted to wear, so she bought it and he walks into the room and he's like, You're wearing a wedding dress at my wedding, it's gonna look like a we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> it's a white dress. She's like, It's not a wedding dress, David. It's just a white dress. <laughs> he's like, Did it come with a veil? She's like, No. It came with a headpiece, but I thought it was too much. <laughs> yes, it was a bit. It's like, you cannot wear a wedding dress to my wedding. Does she but wear a dress? She does. <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> of course she does. What else would she wear? Yeah. It's just, I like their whole relationship. I like Schitt's Creek, but up until David gets there, it's like, I could take it or leave it. But all of the, I mean, Patrick, <laughs> until Patrick gets there, it's fine. But after Patrick's there, like, you can't, you can't leave. It's so good. Just the David and Patrick stuff. <laughs> David is, I don't know, I relate to David a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, when he, like, finally tells Patrick that he loves him, he's like, I know that Patrick's like, I know this is a big deal because I know that you've only said it once to your parents and once backstage at a Mariah Carey concert. <laughs> and then <laughs> they're in their vows. Instead of just, like, doing regular vows, Patrick sings the chorus of, uh, I don't know what the actual name of the song, but You'll Always Be My Baby. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> so good. It's a good show. It's one of my all-time favorite songs, actually. It's a good show. I did watch one episode a couple weeks ago. Of Schitt's Creek? Yes. Which one? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was the one that... I don't we remember. talk about it after. Yeah, I don't <laughs> remember a whole lot. After. Um... It's okay, you can describe it after. Okay. We're already I at that an hour and a half. Totally don't know that I could even describe it to you. Play that okay, much. well, we'll try afterwards. <laughs> I probably won't because that's all I've got. Yeah, I just, it's, I like an episode where they're like doing things that are like out of the norm. Like there's an episode of Gilmore Girls where Emily and Lorelai go to like a spa and like those aren't things that those people would normally do. And it's just like, nice. I don't know. <laughs> like episodes that are not just like... Here's the same format we do every week. I do like to change it up a little bit or like when shows change it up a little bit. But especially wedding episodes, it's like, even if it goes bad, someone's going to have a good time and someone's going to get drunk and then you get to watch people be pretend drunk. (laughs) (laughs) The best part. Yeah. I see. Okay. So we talked, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, we talked about this topic as something specific, but I'm going to talk about this topic as something more broad. Uh, And that topic is... Water. We talked about okay. drinking water specifically mm-hmm. several months back, but it was has been like raining outside after being nice for like a week, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna about talk about water in general, the cycles of it, compounds. So this water- is where I glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> so water is inorganic. So in order to be considered organic as a chemical compound, it has to have a carbon hydrogen or a carbon bond with something. Organic matter is generally carbon based. 
However, when I think organic, I obviously think water because it's healthy. But technically, it's considered an inorganic compound because it does not have a carbon-hydrogen bond. It has hydrogen-oxygen oxygen bonds. Um, water is transparent, generally tasteless, and basically colorless. Unless it's dirty. Am I the one squeaking? Do you hear a squeaking noise? No. That's so weird. Every once in a while, I will hear, like, you know how, like, if you're cleaning a window, it goes, er, er. Like, mm-hmm. every once in a while, I will hear that, and I don't know what the fuck that's from. <laughs> I don't hear it at all. Weird. I just tried to, like, recreate it. <laughs> it didn't work. Anyways, as we know, water is vital for all life as we know it. That's kind of why we put rovers on Mars to look for signs of water and life, right? However, I have this theory of, like, what if life on Mars looks different than it does here on Earth and we just don't have the science to detect it? What does that mean? Like, maybe on Mars their compounds are built differently than ours and, like, there might be living beings that don't require water? I don't know. I just feel like chemical compounds on different planets are going to be different than what we have here because clearly... Yes, but that also comes down to more of what is what is life. Right? Yes. <laughs> what, what does life mean? Exactly. Which is why I put that after it's vital for all forms of life. Because I'm like, but wait a minute. What if it's not though? So... I'm going to put my own disclaimer on that is it's vital for all forms of life as we know it. As we can, I would say as we consider it. Yes, that. As we define life, yes. Yes. Um, So water is the liquid state of the uh, double hydrogen oxygen bond. So H2O, the actual term, dihydrogen monoxide. It still is funny to me when (laughs) people get up in arms. Oh my God, dihydrogen monoxide. Like, yo, bitch, that's water. Comes in many forms. Rain. Fog, snow, generally are the three. So water has basically three different states. So a gaseous aerosol state, a solid state, and a liquid state. So the liquid would be the rain form. The gaseous aerosol state would be the fog. And the solid form would be ice or snow. In nature. Yes. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just your tap, your stove, and your freezer. Freezer. Uh, Water covers about 71% of the Earth's surface, uh, mostly in the forms of oceans and seas. So basically, salt water. Approximately 70% of the 29%, remaining 29% of, okay, 71% of the Earth's surface is covered by essentially salt water. Just kidding. Okay, so water covers 71% of the Earth's surface, mostly in the forms of seas and oceans. So 29% of that is land. I don't actually know how much is freshwater versus seawater. I should have looked that up. But approximately 70% of the fresh water used by humans goes to agriculture. That's crazy to me because there's a lot of us humans on this earth. And the fact that it goes to agriculture is like kind Seems of mind, like mind blowing to me. be able to feed everyone. Yeah. Like everyone should have clean water before 70% of it goes to agriculture. So obviously 64 ounces is a daily recommended for humans. I try to drink that much. Sometimes it's a struggle. Although I did read, speaking of drinking water, that the Flint... The town of Flint finally got switched their water source and it is now drinkable, potable water. Mostly. (laughs) I did read that. That's only taken how many fucking years? Yes. Apparently the Flint water crisis lasted between 2014 and 2019. So they're classifying 2019 as like the last year of crisis. Um, But when when did they get drinkable water? Because that's really when it is. 2019. Okay. That's when they switched back to a clean water source. Only five years. Cool. Only. That's far too long, in my opinion. It shouldn't have been anyway. 
I was going to say it. It shouldn't have happened. They knew what was going to happen when they switched over. Exactly. Like there's a reason water quality testing exists. That, that information was there. Yes. It was just cheaper. Anyways, that's all I have for notes. But their water in general is just, I feel very connected to it. So it's, I don't know, it just like strikes a chord with me. Being out in the ocean, obviously, is one of my favorite things to do. We talked about boogie boarding, and I can't do that without water. <laughs> uh, grew up on a lake. Um, I think probably that's why water is near and dear to my heart. I work overlooking the Willamette River in Portland. I just, I don't know, water calms me. And there's so much you can do with it. I mean, really, like, you can cook with it, clean with it, you can do sports on it. Like, it's just so, it's such a constant that I think sometimes we actually take it for granted. (laughs) That's basically all I have uh, as far as that topic goes. But I was happy to hear that Flint got clean water in doing my research. So, yeah. Nice. (laughs) Yes. It was short. I probably could have done that a lot better, but I didn't. And here we are, which is fine because we're already an hour and 40 minutes. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was going to talk just strictly about ice, but I decided to change it to water because there's more to talk about, I think, with that. I don't know if that's true. You would have talked about refrigeration and everything. As far as like the ice goes? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to talk about that in the future. I'm not going to, so. <laughs> Any comments on that one? No. Not really. No. <laughs> talked about drinking water. Yes. For me, it was more of like the the idea of water and its importance to life in all forms, not just the fact that we need to drink it, but the fact that like our food wouldn't exist. Nature wouldn't be as beautiful. Like it's just super important outside of the drinking realm. Mm -hmm. And it provides a lot of different activities. And the fact that there's just so much of it blows my mind. Like, yeah, so much, (laughs) so much. I would like to request that everyone try not to drink bottled water. And if you do, don't drink Arrowhead or Nestle. Oh, God. Anything Nestle, but except Nestle owns fucking everything, so. Mm-hmm. But Nestle's a trash company. Yes, they are. Arrowhead, by far, is my least favorite drinking water. I think we discussed that. I don't even care about that, but, like, literally, they bottle water in California and ship it other places when California is in a drought, and it's like, why? Why? <laughs> why are we doing that? That's real shitty. Well, yeah, it's like Arrowhead. <laughs> That's where it comes from. <laughs> but, like... That's in California. Like, why are we, why? Why are we, you're doing this. <laughs> you're drowning us. Like, why are you shipping it elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Why are you hogging all of it anyways? Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone tubing? Like, behind a boat? No. No? You I don't know anyone of... who owns a boat. <laughs> Fair enough. That was one of my favorite water. It still, to this day, is one of my favorite water activities. Uh, however. We always went rafting. I've done that one time. That was fun. We used to go every summer. Really? Where? Rogue River, I think. Okay. Then in Lake. I don't know where else. I don't know what other river it would have been. <laughs> That's right. Southern Oregon, Metroid area. Mm-hmm. Probably totally the Rogue. That is a wild, speaking of water and things in the Rogue River, <laughs> uh, when Steph and I took our road trip in 2016, we found this little park right before the border of California. And we pulled over to like make lunch. And we, it was at this little boat launch thing. It was like a day use area. Mm-hmm. In the Rogue River. <laughs> fucking wild dude there was a boat yeah, like having on problems weird. going up the river and it was a powerful yeah. boat i was like whoa no wonder people yeah. die on this thing <laughs> yeah it uh depends on obviously what part you're at but yeah we used to do that we did a lot of jet boat tours <laughs> i don't know for some reason the hellgate jet boat tours got like really popular in my like 
groups. So like, I don't know, day camp. And like, I think we did a school trip there once. And like, I've been on that tour a lot of times. Like on the Willamette or the Rogue? Well, we wouldn't have gone that far. Okay. <laughs> so it still would have been in the valley somewhere. Or, okay. You know, Southern Oregon. Because there's a... Uh, Wherever Jebo- Hellgate is. <laughs> I have no idea where that's at. I mean, it's in Southern Oregon, but I don't know. Don't know where. I'm going to get us there. Might start. I don't know. The only reason I ask is because uh, the Willamette Jet Boat Company, like, launches from Omsi. And mm-hmm. I know you and I went there, like, one or two times to, like, no, Omsi. before we moved up there. Okay. But yeah, uh, tubing is one of my favorite things. Obviously, boogie boarding. And then um, just river swimming. I love river swimming. I, in the summertime, give me a river over a pool. The only benefit to a pool is you don't smell like river afterwards. <laughs> you smell like chlorine. Uh, that's basically the only difference for me. I, But I still prefer the river. I would prefer to smell like river. Yeah, same. Over chemical. <laughs> Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to... Okay. I don't know what this spot was technically called, but we would call it the hole. On the toodle, it was past the trussle, but not as far as the cliffs. Okay. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> well, that's where we would go. We, when I was super It was young. not one of the spots that the kids from our school usually went to, though. That'd be fun. I want to go up there and, like... Go swimming in that river again, just for, like, old times. I know. I'm like, I, I think about it sometimes, but also, I don't know. It means where I'd have to go there. <laughs> right. But if you find yourself up in this area in the summertime. I mean, at some point, I have to get my stuff out of storage. So maybe after I move next summer, we'll see how it is. God, I'm so excited for you to move. Me too. So since Emily and I have nothing else to say regarding our topics this week, I'm going to wrap it up. If you are listening on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, give us a like and a review or a thumbs up or whatever. Just write and review. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) On either platform. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at YesDudePodcast. Tell us what your favorite wedding episodes are. I'm curious. I have not, I'm not a big TV watcher. So it's probably going to be The Office. (laughs) I feel like a majority of people have watched that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That and Parks and Rec. Surprisingly on that list and the comments, a lot of people were upset that they didn't talk about uh, Bones and Big Bang Theory. There was a wedding in Big Bang Theory? Several. At least two. Oh. Howard and Bernadette got married pretty early-ish. Okay. Halfway through, maybe. But then uh, Sheldon and Amy apparently got married. I stopped watching before that. But I must have also stopped watching before or not seen any of the episodes. I knew that he bought a ring, but that's the last episode I saw. But that had to be in, like, 2014, because then I moved and I didn't have TV. It's kind of a trip actually having TV now, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't have it for so long, which is part of the reason I don't watch a lot of it, is because I didn't have it for so long. It's I know, I moved... not a priority at, to me. Yeah, I moved to Phoenix, and I, like, had TV again, but the entire time that I lived in LA, we only ever had... Nowhere I lived <laughs> had, like, cable. We just had Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I just didn't watch things. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh... All of these children on my reality shows are big now. <laughs> so yeah, tell us what your favorite wedding episodes are. I'm curious. Let me know. Maybe I'll have to check them out. Anything else? I don't think so. Cool. Well, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.